This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 138 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of Together We Stand, a.k.a. Nothing is Easy, premiered on CBS on September 22, 1986 at 8.30 p.m., a very delayed spinoff of The Brady Bunch, 12 years later. I'll explain. In 1974, Sherwood Schwartz did a backdoor pilot where an episode of an existing hit series is a pilot for a new proposed show. Friends of Mike and Carol, who have never been referenced before and never will again, adopt a young boy, then adopt his friends, a black kid and an Asian kid. Hilarity ensues. The pilot, starring Ken Barry and Brooke Bundy, never went to series, but I guess Sherwood Schwartz doesn't take no for an answer. He reworked the concept in 1986. The parents are now played by Elliot Gould and Dee Wallace. You would be hard-pressed to find two more different actors than Ken Berry and Elliot Gould. They are told they can't conceive kids, so they adopt a girl, played by Katie O'Neill. Then, surprise, they do have a kid of their own, played by Scott Grimes. A pushy social worker, Edie McClurg, decides they did so well bringing up an adopted child and a biological child together, they should adopt some more. She apparently coerces them to adopt an Asian-American boy, played by Kei Hui Huan, and an African-American girl, played by Natasha Bobo. After a retooling, more about that in a moment, Elliot is gone, his character was killed off, and the show was renamed Nothing is Easy. Julia Minez is added as a divorced neighbor and fellow single mom. We covered Elliot Gould in episode 122 for ER, not the 90s drama, but the 80s sitcom, Edie McClurg in episode 85 for The Calicax, and Ki Hu Huan in episode 136 for Head of the Class. Dee Wallace taught high school drama before getting some guest spots. She's then veered into horror films. The Hills Have Eyes, The Howling, Cujo, Critters, The Frighteners, The 2007 Halloween, other films, E.T. The Extraterrestrial, and Secret Admirer. She was also a regular or recurred on The New Lassie, High Sierra, Search and Rescue, Invasion America, that was voice work, Sons and Daughters, General Hospital, Just Dad Magic. Wallace has generated 255 IMDb credits and has no less than five films in pre- or post-production. She's written three books and does a call-in radio show about the creation of self. Scott Grimes started out as a child actor doing some TV guest spots, the film Critters, and voice work on Popeye and Son and Foofer. He was a regular or recurred on Good Behavior, Party of Five as Will, Band of Brothers, ER as Archie, 
Republic of Doyle, Justified, Family Guy, and American Dad playing Steve. Films, Crimson Tide, the 2010 Robin Hood, and Winter's Tale. Grimes is currently playing Dr. Gordon Malloy on The Orville, which will eventually return on Hulu. He was, for a short time, married to co-star Adrienne Palicki. Grimes is also a singer co-writing Sunset Boulevard, which hit the Billboard charts. This was Natasha Bobo's only IMDb role and appears to be a Keisha Knight Pulliam clone. Julia Menez is better known for her work in the theater, Carnival, West Side Story, Fiddler on the Roof, creating the role of Hodel. Julia, her sister Maria, and her brother John were in the first national tour of South Pacific. As noted above, Together We Stand had a difficult birth, and it didn't stop there. The show was scheduled opposite Perfect Strangers and Highway to Heaven. Ratings plummeted, and the show was put in hiatus after six episodes. By the time it returned the next February, Elliot was gone, and the show's name changed to Nothing is Easy. Two disappointing episodes later, the show went back to the bench, returning again in late March with five more episodes before the network gave it the axe. Six additional episodes remain unaired. If you're keeping track, a total of 13 episodes actually aired over eight months, hard to generate any momentum that way. There's nothing but two different theme songs online. The first sounds like a Casio drum machine was used, but both are pablum. Sledgehammer premiered on ABC on September 23, 1986, at 8.30 p.m. George F. Kaufman once said, Satire is what closes on Saturday night. Satire rarely works in the sitcom format, with the exception of Get Smart. ABC, who had just a few years ago made an attempt with Police Squad, went back to law enforcement with this series, essentially a parody of the Dirty Harry films. David Rash plays the titular character, a detective who loves his gun so much that he sleeps with it next to him on a satin pillow. He always solves the case, even if he stumbles into a solution. Anne-Marie Martin plays his partner, Detective Dory Duro, a very capable cop who sometimes saves Sledge from himself. Harrison Page plays Captain Trunk, the stereotypical captain who is constantly yelling at Sledge. We covered him in episode 67 for Love Thy Neighbor. David Rash originally planned to go into the ministry, attending a divinity school before dropping out. He taught college English, but wound up in the Second City Improv Group. After starring in a mammoth play, he started getting film and TV gigs. Manhattan, Ryan's Hope, Cobra, then came Sledgehammer. He followed that up with regular or recurring work on Nurses, High Society, Dag, All My Children, Ugly Betty, Rubicon, Bored to Death, Impastor, Veep, Succession, and films United 93, Burn After Reading, and In the Loop. Rash returned to the theater in Loose Ends, Lunch Hour, and The Seagull. Anne-Marie Martin is better known for her horror film roles, Prom Night, The Boogans, Halloween 2, other films, The Shape of Things to Come, and Runaway. She was a regular or recurred on Doctors' Private Lives and Days of Our Lives. She left showbiz after Sledgehammer and rode horses competitively. The concept for Sledgehammer came from comedy writer Alan Spencer, 
who did so at age 16. He had already written for Rodney Dangerfield and some sitcoms by that point. HBO had approached Leonard B. Stern, Get Smart, for a gun-toting parody, and he pointed them to Spencer. HBO wanted a named actor as the star, and Spencer turned them down, selling it to ABC, toned down for broadcast instead. Sledgehammer was not a hit. In fact, it was near the bottom of the ratings. The show was shuttled all around the schedule during the season and was announced for cancellation. However, the finale did better than expected, and the network reversed its decision. Unfortunately, the producers planned that episode to end the series, with Sledge attempting to disarm a nuclear bomb, and just as he started his catchphrase, trust me, I know what I'm doing, the bomb went off and wiped out San Francisco. The producers then set the second season five years earlier, with Durow still as his partner, despite her being introduced in the first episode. It still didn't do well. It was scheduled against The Cosby Show and was canceled again. As a gag, a scene was colorized. This was in the midst of Ted Turner colorizing old movies, with the disclaimer read beforehand. Viewers didn't get the joke and complained to stations about the terrible picture. In the finale, Sledge asked Dory to marry him, then claimed he was just kidding, with no actual conclusion. I found an episode on YouTube, the opening theme is generic action music, written by Danny Elfman, with a long romantic close-up of the gun, ending with Sledge giving his catchphrase before shooting out the camera. A retiring cop is assigned Sledge and Dory for his last case. They go undercover as newlyweds. He's not very good at it. There's a lot of physical comedy as he intimidates everyone he meets. The sets look very cheap, and it's not very funny. Men premiered on NBC on September 27, 1986 at 9.30 p.m. The Jeffersons' Sherman Hemsley, episode 74, returns to TV as Ernest Fry, a deacon in a Philadelphia church who's also an attorney. Much of the action surrounds Ernest harebrained and sometimes dishonest schemes. Anna Maria Horsford plays his daughter Thelma, who's in love with and eventually marries young pastor Reuben Clifton Davis. Roz Ryan and Barbara Montgomery play sisters and the church's secretary and trustee, respectively. Jester Harrison plays a senior parishioner and Rosette Lenore, later Montrose Hagens, as his love interest and later wife. Elsa Raven plays the deacon's Swedish housekeeper and Tony T. Johnson and Bumper Robinson play local kids. We covered Clifton Davis and Jester Harrison in episode 71 for That's My Mama, and Rosetta Lenore in episode 107 for Gimme a Break. Anna Maria Horsford got her start behind the camera on PBS's Soul. A long line of TV guest roles followed, along with films The Fan, Class, St. Elmo's Fire, and then came Amen. She would go on to TV series The Addams Family, Voice Work, Tall Hopes, Rhythm and Blues, The Wayan Brothers as D, Method and Red, The Shield, Read Between the Lines, The Bold and the Beautiful, getting two Emmy nominations, Sunny Side Up, The Last OG, and films Friday, Set It Off, Lockdown, Minority Report, and A Medea Christmas. Roz Ryan got her start on the stage in Broadway's Ain't Misbehavin', Dreamgirls, and Chicago. Amen was her first non-stage role. 
She went on to regular or recurring work on The Good News, Danny, All About the Andersons, The Ricky Smiley Show, KC Undercover, with voice work on the film and TV series Hercules as Thalia, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, Kim Possible, The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack, Kick Batowski, Suburban Daredevil, The Looney Tunes Show, Adventure Time, and Summer Camp Island. Barbara Montgomery also came from the stage in Broadway's Raisin, Kennedy's Children, The Tap Dance Kid, and did a lot of off-Broadway work. She had some soap opera work, including Search for Tomorrow prior to Amen. She went on to TV series Married People after that, along with some TV guest work. Montrose Hagens appeared in the Critters film franchise, as well as Say Anything and Coming to America, before she took over Rosetta Lenore's role on Amen in its final season. She would go on to TV series Homefront and the famous Jet Jackson. Elsa Raven appeared in films The Amityville Horror, The Postman Always Rings Twice, Twilight Zone the Movie, Back to the Future, Indecent Proposal, In the Line of Fire, Titanic, and had runs on Wise Guy and Days of Our Lives. Tony T. Johnson went on to the TV series George. Bumper Robinson's first role was playing the son of O.J. Simpson's character in Cocaine and Blue Eyes. Much later, he would play O.J. himself in a TV biopic. He had runs on Night Court, Days of Our Lives, Family Matters, A Different World, Sister, Sister, Living Single, Guys Like Us, Three, Grown Ups, What's With Andy, Flatland, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Winx Club, and The Game then moved mostly into voice work. The Flintstones Kids, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Static Shock, Transformers, Batman the Brave and the Bold, The Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Lego Marvel Superheroes Maximum Overload, Ben 10 Omniverse, Avengers Assemble, Lost in Oz, Marvel Future Avengers, Voltron Legendary Defender, The Owl House, and the Command and Conquer EverQuest, Metal Gear Solid, Resistance, Skylanders, Fallout, and Final Fantasy video game series. Amen was initially a hit for NBC, hitting 3.1 on the Bazinga scale over its first three seasons. Once it was moved to less favorable time slots, the ratings sagged and was gone after two more seasons. It was produced by Ed Weinberger, Mary Tyler Moore Show, Taxi, for Johnny Carson's production company, While Hemsley and Horsford played father and daughter, they were born only 10 years apart. The theme of a scheming black attorney might remind you of Amos and Andy, which makes sense since Jester Hairston was in both the radio and TV casts of that series. Exterior shots of the actual Mount Pisgah AME Church in Philly earned it the name the Amen Church. Amen did well in syndication, seen on BET, ION, TV1, TBS, and currently on Get TV. I watched an episode on Daily Motion, a Christmas episode, those always seem to be saved over other episodes. It's obvious that the father and daughter are almost the same age. Hemsley is still playing George Jefferson. Horsford's character seems to change emotions on a dime. The main plot is the classic Let's Put on a Show. More of 1986's sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. 
Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.